What's up, beer drinkers? How y'all doing this week? We got another great show. Well, we got a drunken show for you this week. Drunken on my end, anyway. Sorcerer Chromatic was, he was on point. He sounded a little fuzzy. He was on remote. Um, he was in a remote location, so um, he was in the deep, dark jungles of who knows where, probably uh, Stockton. But, uh, yeah, I was a little tipsy. I had gone to uh, um, a brewery and then a winery. Uh, well, not really a winery, a tap room, um, a wine tap room. And so by the time, and then I got home, then I had a couple more beers, and then we recorded. So by the time I got to the show, I was drunk, and you can hear it. I get progressively worse as the show goes on. Um, no amount of editing could help that. But uh, we have a pretty good, we have a good show for you. We drink and rate our beers. Um, we have a couple good beer stories, and then an awesome, fantastic, uh, dare I say, a proud cold brew list. And yeah, so that's uh, pretty much it. It's a nice, easy, quick little 40-something minute show. I hope you enjoy it. Don't forget to follow us on Untapped and Instagram. Search Cold Brew Podcast. But right now, it's time for another cold brew. Coming at your pre-recorded in Cold Brew Studios and from Parts Unknown, I am Greg, and my co-host this week is a man who lives a quarter mile at a time, Sorcerer Chromatic. How you doing this week, man? I'm doing good. In fact, oh, geez, it's, it's funny you mentioned that because um, we might actually give our first uh, official babysitting duty for our girls, uh, me and my wife, so we can go see uh, a movie, and that was the movie we're probably going to see. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. <laughs> I thought maybe you guys were going to Sideshow. Oh, geez. <laughs> no. are, are those still things in, in, in the Bay Area? Oh yeah, yeah, they're getting worse. They're getting worse. There's, there's been shootouts and people, oh, wow. you know, getting stuff like that. I mean, in fact, there was one of those like a, a street rapper. Like on Instagram, I followed this site called uh, San Jose Pool or yeah. Pools or however you say it. <laughs> yeah. No, called like it's it's the Bay, and I don't know. And another one, like maybe it might be four or eight something. Just um. One of them had a story about this this street rapper from San Jose that was actually yeah. killed by a um, a police officer fleeing a sideshow. Oh no shit! Yeah, like, and they can't put it. No, 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 no. The they were in their they were both in cars. And the the officer chased chased the the rapper down. Yeah, and uh, kind of had it backed up in the corner, and then um, the like the cop was out. You know door open for cover and had the gun drawn and, yeah. and just, you know, stopped the car, got out of the car and, and the, the driver just kept on backing up and backing up and backing up. So oh, shit. they opened fire. Damn. Have you ever been to a side show? Oh, hell no. Yeah. Oh, okay. well, I don't know. I mean, I mean you, you used to go uh, out a lot yeah, and I, I was never with you. So maybe yeah. you went to one. Yeah, no, I've never been to a side show or an illegal street race that was, um, 
true competitive race. You yeah. know, I, I've seen people gun it at the light, but of course, yeah. You Who know, that that just happens. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, granted, though, I knew I knew street races, but yeah. I, I've never yeah. even asked them. Oh, oh, when are you going to go out? I want to go. <laughs> no, that never that never occurred to me. And I always okay. thought like. You know, they're not going to admit when they go do stuff like that, too, if they're really about it. You know, True, true. Yeah, with the, the, like Fight Club, right? First rule about Fight Club? That's <laughs> right. That's kind of my, my... Yeah. All right, cool, man. Uh, Well, I mean, I'm, I love waxing poetic with you, but let's uh, get to the beer, shall we? Sure. All right, today I have in front of me for my good friends at Hot Butcher for the World. They are out of Chicago, Illinois. Also, Bedford Park, Illinois. I have uh, their Exter Neon Green Relish, which is a Citra and Sabro Hopped Triple IPA, coming in at 10.5% by volume alcohol by volume. Excuse me. Alcohol 10% by volume. Uh, It's a one-pint can, super green, um, it's got a pickle jar holding a couple of pickles in his hand. And if you, if you were a, uh, I totally <laughs> forgot Sorry. the pickle Rick thing. Is it like the in living color? The homeless guy with the pickle oh. Damon Wayne? <laughs> yes. Was it Antoine? That'd be awesome. Yeah. Antoine Jackson or Anto- whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, I was thinking Antoine Merriweather. That, that was his other, uh, character, right? With the. The men on books. Right, that was the men on film. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it, it's not. But it it does look like that jar though. But it's a it's an autonomous jar, so it's like a anthropomorphic jar. So he's got eyes and legs and and arms, and he's holding pickles, but he's got no pickles inside the jar. Anyway, hot butcher oh, for okay. the world. Uh, my buddy um, Greg visits breweries. I talked about him last week because uh, I saw him at a. Uh, Simple machine, and he said a uh, hot butcher because he's been to thir- over thirteen hundred, almost fifteen hundred breweries, and he said hot butcher is in in his uh, top five. So I'm gonna have him on the shows sooner or later. I don't want to give up his best, his favorite brewery, but hot butcher was on his list, and they do distribute down here a couple times uh, out of the year, and this is one of them. So I was lucky enough to get this uh, extra neon green relish over at. Uh, ground control right here in Litchfield Park, Arizona. So without further ado, pop off. What do you got this week? Well, I went back to our friends over at Ghost Town Brewing Ooh. in Oakland, California. Yep. And I got their throws oatmeal step. Oh, how do you spell that throws part? Well, that's the thing. T-H-R-O-E-S. Oh, okay. Would you say throws? Yeah, yeah, yes, I would. Throws? Throws? Throws, yeah. Thank you. Maybe uh, during uh, Mexican Heritage Month, yes. Month, yes. yes. Okay, so it's an oatmeal style. Uh, it, there's no real detail on their on their website on this bad boy. Oh, all right. So it's a, it's a six. 0.5% ABV. But, you know, why don't, why don't you just remind the audience what, uh, what an oatmeal stout is? 
Oh, it's a it's a stout. So you do, you got your roasted malts, and then they add into the grain bill some. Uh, I don't know. It depends on the brewery. They could just add regular malted oats, or they could also add like toasted oats. It all depends on what they're going for. Are they going for more um, the the roasted style, or are they going for like a, a, a an opaqueness? Or do they just use a little packets of quicker? <laughs> With the cinnamon and brown. Hey, speaking of which, what was yeah. your favorite of those instant uh, quicker breakfast uh, oatmeals? Oh, the, the brown sugar one. Like that. Oh, the, mine. The maple syrup. Yeah, uh, yeah my, mine was the apples and cinnamon. That was my favorite. That's a, that's a good one, too. That's a solid one. Yep. Hey, <clears throat> I remember I had one a, a few years ago. No. When we were growing up, we had those every now and then, and it was nothing. I mean, I liked them, but it was something of the ordinary. I mean, it was either that or regular cereal, or maybe some eggs. Or but your mom, your, I, your our mom used to also just make the regular oatmeal by itself and give us some oh, yeah. little sugar and cinnamon. Right. Um, what I want to say is, I had one maybe a few years ago on a whim at at, at the place I worked at the time, and yep. uh, they actually like had they they modified the baggies where like you if you open it up a certain way there's already a line a film line there to measure the water for you really yeah so like basically so you open the bag yeah and you dump it in the bowl and then you use a little baggie for like a one-time use fill huh. to get the right amount of water that's pretty cool so, uh, I'm like, wow yeah that's pretty, that's pretty handy <laughs> <laughs> right yep All right, so yeah, it's in the stack family. It's got the the oats in it to uh, to to give texture. Yeah. You know what type of texture? Mm-hmm. It's uh, like you said, it, it depends what type of uh, oats they go with, and even how much they add to it as well. So, right. Uh, any further ado, pop. Very nice. All right, so this is a uh, a New England style juicy IPA. It is, it is juicy, it's smooth, it's got a little bit of a, um, a stone fruit to it, and some citric flavors, but I also get a little bit of dankiness to it too on on the backside. So it is a very it's it, this is this is excellent. I I have a couple of the hot butchers here in my fridge. Um, this is the one I chose because it's a, a a bright green can. And I'm like, hey, let's grab this one um, because it's kind of cool because of the, the name, the Extra Neon Green Relish. I wonder if they just have like a green relish. And is it, I think like a seems like a good marketing scheme if they have relish beers and this one just happens to be Extra Neon Green Relish. And then they have like, you know, Neon Green Relish and Green Relish and then just Relish, you know, like. The different stages, like a session, an IPA, a double, and triple. Yeah, I get what you're saying with that. But even even if they don't, it's still like a, a good, it's a good marketing um, series. Kind of like uh, last last week, I had the one of the Wally series from Renhouse, the the Wally Nelson. So yeah, each uh, it seems like a lot of these uh, more established breweries or the breweries have been around a while start creating their own like series of beers so they can branch off and have some sort of a um, 
like what you can expect like uh, during the seasonal er uh, times. Uh, I hear what you're saying. I don't know if uh, it's the, the, the clear signal. Yeah. No offense. No, you're good. <laughs> How's your beard doing? Good. And, and, you know, now that you mentioned it, you, you put some thought in my mind because for a stout, it's got some roasting too. And I wonder if, if that goes from the stout end or maybe if the, the, they wrote a little roastiness in the oats. But it, it's, um, it's smooth. It, it's got like that, that heavy body, but it's still really just, you know, silky. It's almost like a, a, a nitrous in the yeah silky uh, smooth huh yeah <laughs> what's that but, from how also what's that 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 line from how high remember when uh method and and red got to their dorm and then they they got they they saw their ra and he had that fucking that shit on your lip look like you got some shit on his lip oh yeah but then it, that was his his line right we're all silky smooth Oh, I, I don't remember that. <laughs> I think it was, man. I love that movie, man. It's it's such a great fucking uh, stoner movie. That it is. I mean, when I partake more, or when I partook more, yeah, uh, that was on. That was on during the session. What was that other line? You guys, uh, which mine is yours, and which yours I already had. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, I taught my daughter how to do the popcorn player. Popcorn player. Yeah, remember uh, Red Man is like, oh, that's how I got money. <laughs> no, I need money. Is that what? When I met him, he's like, I need money. He's like, I need money too. And they do, they do that like popcorn, and they do like a, it's not a high five or a five, but they start doing like the, the little twiddly fingers to to each other. That's like their their handshake. Yeah, I don't remember that. I, oh, I don't man. remember. I remember that line. Yeah, I remember. I need money. Yeah. However, I, I, yeah, again, I was, I was part, I was part cooking. <laughs> Same here, but I watched it. I think I watched it a few more times than you. All right. Uh, yeah, that, that does it for our, our tasting portion. We will rate these beers later during our untapped portion of the show. Just uh, search for us on untapped cold brew podcast and friend us and we'll friend you back. But right now it's time for the beer news. All right, so our first story comes to us out of London, UK. By the bridge? Yes, sir. Right across the pond. Wait. They had more than one bridge, right? <laughs> I hope they rebuilt the one they sent. Because it's out here. I think it's in Lake Havasu, Arizona. The original London Bridge is falling down. Right. I, I know it's in Arizona. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, that's the thing. I don't know if it's been decommissioned or, or what the actual thing is you know what that, that's a that's a great i'll come back to, i'll come back next week and talk about the london bridge because <laughs> i i know they they re they who knows we'll come with the i'll find the story and and figure out why it's here in arizona and, and all that but for right now let's talk about london and let's talk about guinness Ooh. You like Guinness? From Baltimore, Maryland, right? Yeah, not anymore. Then they fucking shut. I, I think they I just know. shut down, right? Um, 
Here's the I, headline. That, that's right. Yeah. That was my cheekiness. <laughs> Here's the headline. Why are Londoners suddenly obsessed with Guinness? Before I get into the story, everything goes in cycles, right? Yeah. That's what uh, the abstract used to say. Yeah. Or so, his dad. No, he told his dad. So, so yeah, this this headline is like, ooh, they're, they're obsessed. It might be like for four or five years, and then they'll be unobsessed again. It'll be like, eh, it's, it's not cool anymore. Like the hipster thing, right? Right. Uh, so here is the um, the gist of it. When I was young, this is from um, Ella Doyle, posted on uh, May 23rd, 2023. So 5-23-23. When I was young, Guinness was what my Irish uncles drank. I rolled my eyes as they griped about feckless young bartenders who couldn't pour it right. Now the head was too big or the lines were too dirty or, you know, quesera sera. Uh, how it wasn't the same from the can, but they drank it anyway. How Guinness was always shit in London. You should taste it in Ireland. <laughs> Aren't they on the same fucking island? Um, but now things look different. Well, Ireland, <laughs> right? Um, oh, maybe I think it's Scotland. Um, you can't move for Guinness in the capital. Spring afternoons are spent ordering rounds of Guinness in pub gardens. One for your bearded friend who bangs on about it all the time. <laughs> and another for your Taylor Swift loving bestie. What's wrong with that? Bartenders race to change the keg for the third time that day. Line up Guinness pints one by one. Explode with rage when request comes at the very end of a round. Of sick gin and tonics. So yeah, hey, quick. Who, yeah. Oh. Other than your daughter, who's your Taylor Swift loving person? Oh, that's it, man. She's the only one I know who loves oh. fucking Taylor Swift. I, <laughs> you and I follow on Instagram a bunch of uh, uh, beer uh, people who love Taylor Swift, and they they post when they go to the, her concert. But um, my daughter loves her. I like her. I'm. I don't love Taylor Swift, but I, I do like her music and I appreciate it. Do you like Taylor Swift? I, you know, I respect her her place in the in the pop charts, but yeah, yeah I don't, I don't, I don't bag on her just because you know she's a young girl doing doing the thing, right? So, yeah, and and she's got some catchy beats and, and music going on. She's she's well produced. <laughs> I, I I do have one criticism. When she does the "Shake It Off" song, and when she does, <laughs> when she says that lyric, uh, the this sick beat, it's like, and then it it doesn't drop, it doesn't change, it's the same fucking beat, and it's not even sick. It's 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 a a lame pedestrian, um, you know. Uh, if anything, it's like the what uh, like a, a mall was in the nineties. It's just so lame and yeah, it, it's a terrible uh, lyric. It's a borderline earworm. <laughs> it, it is because I can't get it out of my head. And every time I hear it, and I told my daughter, I'm like, this is not a sick beat. And she goes, yeah, I know. So I'm like, okay, cool. Mm. She, she knows what a sick beat is. <laughs> um. Anyway, so yeah. So Guinness is getting a, a, a it's cycling around in in London. It's, it's 
it's the next big thing right now in London, uh, UK. So good for them. It, it is. It's not a bad beer. It's easy to drink. It's 5.2% if memory serves. And it's a, it's a pretty harmless stout as far as like, you know, ABV and a major like like uh, flavors go, right? I would say so. Yeah. Do you have, when was the last time you had a Guinness? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <Next> <laughs> question. Put, put you on the spot, right? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, to be honest, I, like I just thought of that question right now, and I can't think of for the life of me. I can't think of the last time. I was like, I hope he does ask. I hope he doesn't ask me the same question. You know, I want to say last St. Patrick's Day. Oh, okay. I think we made because we made car bombs, so mm-hmm. I bought Guinness. But then, yeah, they slowly, mm-hmm. you know, disappeared from my fridge. You know, the week's following. So, yeah. I mean, so you, you didn't make Irish car so, bombs then? Yeah. Well, that's what I meant. Yeah, I mean, I did, <laughs> but like, I bought a four- I'm fucking with you, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. I bought a four-pack, but there's like three left. Right. You bought a, a four-pack kit. There you go. <laughs> All right, let's, let's move on to the next uh, um, story. Hey, real quick. Yeah. Real quick. You know how uh, for World Cup soccer or whatever, for football, mm-hmm. international football, soccer, how they call uniforms the kits? Oh, yeah. 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 I always think like, okay, so if you go to the sporting goods store and buy a kit, they also give you the shin guards and the elbow pads <laughs> and the cleats. And, you know, like, it's like I, I don't just get the jersey, I get the kit. <laughs> yeah. Can I get the goalie kit for uh, Man U, please? Good. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's not a bad fucking idea, man. Some uh, maybe someone will hear the show and implement it and give Manu or like all all football clubs like a a, a, a new marketing scheme. Yeah, you, you know, just buy the jersey, yeah. right. and then like <laughs> for baseball, they give you the the sliding pants and the the sanitary. Oh, well, what about what about that new fucking oven mitt that they use now for? Base runners. Oh, the, the side, the side <laughs> yeah, it's so dumb, man. Like, hey, I remember I saw a game. I saw a game, and it was with my dad or our dad, and we were watching it. And um, the the guy slid and hurt his hand because he had the thing on the other hand, not the not the uh, hand. Yeah, right. It's so stupid. Just <laughs> left the anyone in him. So, but then he's on second base, and they went out another one to him. So we had them both on. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna totally boomer out right now, but like back in my day, we just wore Franklin batting gloves, and if you tore a hole in one, you bought another one. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, yeah, that that that's like the latest thing. Only because like I've been watching like a lot of highlights now uh, of my beloved Giants, and they've been doing pretty well. They 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 just got. Over 500 for the season, and they are yeah. in the wild card run. Uh, yeah, because they, they won like like seven of eight the other day or something like that. Yeah, right? As of the fuck. Other day. yeah, good point. It, I think they just won like four or five in a row with the between the the Brewers and the fuck, I forgot who the, the, the last team they played, but yeah, they do well, dude. They scored like 20 runs against the Brewers, like in two games. Yeah. yeah. 
So they're, they're doing wells. And it sucks because, like, the last bad game they played was, like, the, the game I saw when they came out here to Arizona. Uh, since then, they're, like, I think they I, I want to say that they're, like, eight, eight of the last nine since they've been out here. Mm. Mm. Anyway. All right. Let, let's get back to the beer, shall we? Word. All right. So the second story is... Uh, so, you know, you and I have talked about a bunch of breweries who have sold out or, you know, at least bought into the AB InBev or the, the Miller Coors or whatever, like to the conglomerates, right? Remember that? Yeah. So this brewery actually bought back their shares from AB InBev. Oh? Yep. Appalachian Mountain Brewing bought itself back from Anheuser-Busch, that says, and Eater Carolina's uh, website. So, Appalachian Mount... Appalachian, Appalachian or Appalachian? How do you say it? Appalachian. Okay. Appalachian Mountain Brewing, um, they entered a contract with the Craft Brewers Alliance, the CBA, who also owns like Red Hook and um, I want to say like I think Widmer, they, they, they're just, they're just like, like 23 or 24 or 25% owned by AB InBev. So Appalachian State, Appalachian State, or Appalachian Mountain Brewing um, bought into the CBA and they were able to buy themselves out of the CBA. So they're not, they're no longer owned or partially owned by AB InBev. That's kind of cool. Wait, who, who's that? Uh, Appalachian State or Appalachian Mountain Brewing. Here we go. Here's the uh, the uh, the story. The beer world is accustomed to hearing about big companies acquiring smaller craft breweries, but Boone-based Appalachian Mountain Brewing bought its operation back from brew giant Anheuser Busch. Asheville natives Nathan. Uh, Kaliszczak and Chris Zyber founded Appalachian Mountain Brewing with their love of craft beer and the Carolinas in 2011. They paired with Craft Brewer Alliance in 2014, who is partially owned by AB InBev. And in 2014, to increase production and expansion distribution. In 2018, CBA acquired AMB, when CBA extended its partnership with Anheuser-Busch, AMB fell into the corporation's uh, craft beer portfolio. Now AMB, obviously stands for Appalachian Mountain Brewing, is back on its own. Uh, sent the following statement to Eater Carolinas. <clears throat> Uh, so from the company, uh, they said we wanted to take ownership of the full customer experience with a large company. You have a lot of stakeholders to consider with 10 years of experience behind us as founders and brewers. We wanted the autonomy to do what's right for our brand and quickly react, make decisions without the input of a larger company. We're excited to take what we learned from our time at AB InBev and apply it to our future businesses and practices with the right structure paired with our passion for local mar market. 
we feel it's a recipe for success. So there you go. There's a brewery who got in and got out and maybe better for it. So that's kind of cool, right? I can see that because that was the thing. Like until this story, I didn't know you could go the other way. Yeah, you know exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's why I wait. Yeah. Uh, that's why I love the story. That's why I brought it up. So if you go in, <laughs> if you pair yourself up with the, uh, the empire, you can still get out of it eventually. It's possible. All right. all right. That's all I got this week for the uh, beer news. So you know what that means? I think I do. It's time for our, my favorite segment on Cold Brew Podcast because it's your favorite segment. It's time for the Cold Brew List. As we As proceed, we proceed we to oh. give you what give you need. need. All right, let me ask you this. Hmm. What unfortunate news did everyone receive this week? Collectively. Oh, man. Oh, so is that that I lost one of my earbuds at the gym? No, because uh. everyone knows you don't. <laughs> All right. The, the only other one I can think of is, ah, uh, oh, man, that was, that was, that was a toughie, man. It was a toughie. Uh, Tina Turner uh, died. Yes, I will agree with that. The, the passing of Tina Turner. I didn't realize she was in bad health and had to have like a kidney transplant and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, cause they like, and what was she living in Sweden when she passed away? Switzerland. Even better. Well, the unfortunate news of Tina Turner, she was in the 80s though, right? Like 83? Yeah. So yeah. she hung in there. However, uh, you know, uh, rock and roll legend and then, you know, don't want to, subcategorizing it too but you know lady rock and roll legend and even uh you know african-american rock and roll legend oh yeah she uh she embodied it and damn if she wasn't a star you can't show me one of this right oh man you know and and speaking of rock and roll legend like she didn't really like cross over until she redid john fogarty's uh proud mary because you know ccr greetings clearwater revival did Proud Mary first, written by John Fogarty, and she redid it and made it better. And that's when she—that's really when her music career crossed over. Now you and I didn't know know about her until like the Private Dancer and you know what's love got to do with it. But before that, Proud Mary was a, a big crossover for her. Right. Hey, by the way, what, what would you consider a CCR? What, what genre are they? Oh man, that that's a good because you know they, ah, a lot of people, classic rock, but but that that oh, that, that that kind of like uh, engulfs like a bunch of different, but uh, yeah. um, some people maybe uh, give them like a, a, a southern rock, um, California rock, southern California rock, something like that. Yeah, I mean for me that they're they're southern like they're one of the. The bigger acts of Southern Rock. That's what, what what if people ask me that. No, I get that, but just you know, primary being uh, the the uh, kind of like the whole and the whole born on the Bayou vibe and all that stuff. Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, because yeah, primary was on the Mississippi, born on the Bayou. You right. know, the it ends at the the Louisiana Delta. I right. totally get that. Yeah. Like, so the know. passing of her, um, mm-hmm. yeah, the passing of her. Uh, sad news. So, 
Yes, I'm going to do a list story to tribute her, and I'm just going to do the top ten. Okay. Hits of Tina Turner. Okay. Which is very subjective. Mm-hmm. Number ten, Nat Bush City Limits. Ah, I totally disagree. Not, well, it's a <laughs> somewhat autobiographical song about her hometown of Nat Bush, Tennessee. All right, yeah. Uh, number nine uh, is a cover of uh, Al Green's "Let's Stay Together." That's oh, a great song. It is. It is. I've I've I, I maybe heard her version like once or twice because Al, the Al Green version from uh, Pulp Fiction sticks out in my mind like constantly. I get that. Mm-hmm. Uh, number eight. I forgot about this one. Uh, probably one of her most these. Uh, Recent, um, uh, what do I say, uh, generation crossing songs? Yeah, Goldeneye. Oh, no, shit, she did that song. Yeah, nice, very cool. Tune, I tune fucking to love the James 90, Bond, yeah, yeah, to, hey. the, to the 95 James Bond movie. Yeah. Hey, 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 one of the best fucking shooter games of all time, right? Like, or at least, like, you know, like one of the, the hallmarks of the first person shooter. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, number seven, River Deep Mountain High. Oh, yeah. I know the song. Not one of my favorites, but I get it. Yeah. In fact, too, uh, this is uh, one of the uh, Wallace Sound Technique songs uh, that was probably the best example. Number six, you mentioned it already, Proud Mary. Oh, yeah. That. Such a fucking her version blows the CCR version out of the water, you know, the, the Mississippi water, anyway. You know, why do you think that is? Because if you look at the lyrics, it's a simple song, it is, but it's just the, the, I think the her vibrance like just like pushes through. Don't get me wrong, the CCR version is great, and I've actually sung the, the, the. <laughs> For karaoke, I remember one time I like I did that version, um, but the 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 Tina Turner version is just like iconic, and it was just because it had the uh, the the tempo change, right? Yeah, I mean it, it was more up tempo. Mm-hmm. Here's my thing. Yeah, because it was more up tempo. I think too, she's got a great voice and distinct. Yeah, it just the. Yeah, and the fact too, I think she added just the the dynamic of the woman struggle with all the the lyrics in that song. Yeah, you you could feel it in her voice, right? Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. So I mean, and you know, you talk about you know the whole could could you get people to feel to feel what you're feeling through, through the music? I mean, mm-hmm. that definitely amplified it. Yeah. Okay. Number Next. five. I don't want. I don't want to lose you. Oh, that's. I, I, and that's I, the name of the song. <laughs> I thought you were talking to me. Right? That's the name of the song. Yeah. Uh, and 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 our, our our few remaining listeners right now. <laughs> I I you know to be honest I don't remember that song. I don't know it. So. Okay. It was a. Uh, it was in '89 uh, on the Foreign Affair album. Oh really? Okay. Really All big right. in the UK. Mm. Uh, number four, 
one of the if anything you could say this is her theme song the best the best but that's actually a, a cover. yeah that's a cover from from Bonnie Tyler as well Better than all the rest. sorry I, I just I had to keep going <laughs> and number three private dancer oh yep I heard that was like written by somebody else right fuck who the fuck was that by Mark Knopfler the from Dire Straits, the yeah. Dire, yeah, the Dire, Dire Straits guy. Yeah, well, it was written, it was intended for Dire Straits, but yeah, they oh, uh, okay. they thought it was it was in a, 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 a lyrics for a male singer. Mm, mm. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe not, but hey, history shows Tina fucking killed it. Right. Uh, number two, number two and one could be uh, flip flop. Uh, but number two, what's love got to do with it? Okay, what's number one? Uh, we don't need another hero. Ah, that that's from Thunderdome. Yeah. How about you? What's your favorite Tina Turner song of all time? Oh, I like Primary. Oh, okay. Nice, nice. Why, why out of all the songs, why that one? Because for me, I appreciate the duality because I, I like the, the both versions. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And even even Tina's version is like starts slow in the beginning, like methodical, like it's almost like you're rowing down the river, and then she busts into like her like her like uh, dance routine and like it just jumps it up a notch. So I totally get that. Right. Um, I think my favorite of of all time has to be um, "What's Love Got to Do with It." I don't know. It, it just uh, that song, that's my favorite song by her. And when, uh, did you watch that movie with the Angela Bassett? Um, what's love got to do with it? No, actually I didn't. It's a good movie, man. I I, I think they too do take our artistic license with it in a couple scenes. I mean, as you very well know, you, you've seen a bunch of like, uh, uh, biopics, music biopics and, you got you got to take it with a grain of salt at some point because they have to tell a, a good story to to get people to watch it. But um, yeah, what what's love got to do with it? Is it's it's pretty good. I like it. Um, Angela does a great job. Lawrence Fishburne, fucking fabulous. Um, it's a good movie. I don't know how close it is to reality, but it's still entertaining. No, I I agree. I, I get you. So how's your beer treating you, man? Good. Almost gone. Very cool. Mine's almost gone, too. Um, what'd you have again? I had Throws from Ghost Town. Oh, yeah. Ghost Town. Uh, crows? Is that what you said? Throws. Oh, yeah. T-H-R-O. That's right. <laughs> Our uh, our listeners like, hey, you dumbass! Um, there it is. Throws by Ghost Town. You think they named it Throws because, like, you know, the death throws, like when when you're already dead and you like do the involuntary spasms. Is that is it? You think that's why they called it that? Possibly. Yeah, maybe. Uh, what would you like to rate this at on Untapped? I'm writing this at three, two, five. 
All right. Uh, what nodes would you like to leap? Uh, roasty. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. All right. And bitter. <laughs> Sweet and bitter. You don't hear yeah. that a lot. All right. Only on this show, folks. All right. Save and check in. None of our friends have rated it right now. Did I say sweet? I meant smooth. Smooth because the texture. I'm sorry. I, I can change drinking. it. I can change it. Um, We're going to go back to throws. So roasty, smooth, and bitter? Yeah. Smooth and bitter. And save. All right. So I had by Hot Butcher the extra neon relish super duper mark duper green relish. This was good, man. I, I like this one a lot. I'm going to give it a 4.3. Yeah, let's go. Slide the 4.3. I want to give it 4.25, but since we're going by tenths, that's cool. I'm going to call it um, sweet um, citric and smooth. Save. Check in. Uh, we has an overall rating of 4.29. None of our friends have rated right now. And I just gave it a 4.3. Just right there. All right, Ben. Anything else you'd like to add to this episode of Cold Brew Podcast? Anything else you'd like to add to this week's podcast? Uh, no, just thank you for listening. And next mm-hmm. week, we're going to hit you, uh, hit you, hit you hard with, uh, with live from uh, Paso, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll bring my equipment. We will get down. We'll talk about the Firestone Walker Invitational Beer Festival. No, def- yeah, definitely excited about it. That's why mm-hmm. I'm bringing it up now. Uh, good to see you. Good to hang out. Of course, uh, Fredman Faction. Uh, good time. Good times ahead. I'm, I'm excited. Excited, excited for us uh, on Cold Brew Podcast. This is one of our more exciting times of the year. Yes, totally agree. And I uh, hope you enjoy listening and thank you for downloading yet again another Cold Brew Podcast. I'm Greg, he's Sorcerer Chromatic, and we'd like to wish you cheers. Until next time.